Hey everyone, back to the BT Podcast, recording another update with a new episode. Alright, so, um, a while back I released five different episodes that didn't get uploaded for some reason. I'm not sure why, it may have had to do with the connection over here, I live in Florida, and it's just constantly storming all the time, and I'm also being attacked by alligators, and I'm in the middle of a river, so, you know, it's rough out here. But anyway, I'm here with Andre again, and... As his, as his, as his guest, uh, taps his clove cigarette into the fudge round's empty box. Yes, um, he is (laughs) using my empty fudge round box as an ashtray, because all good stoners keep their snack stash right by the bed, and... Oh yeah, I'm I'm full on laying down while I do this, so uh, just letting y'all know it's a pretty laid back podcast today, but I hope that one hour of episodes not being released and then just being there, I hope that I hope that was interesting because that was a pretty big upload. I wasn't sure if it was gonna like go all the way, but it did, and I'm happy about it. So I just hope it wasn't like weird because I had to like splice together some of the audio. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to add it in segments as an episode. It was very strange, but I got it in, and it's out there now, so that's what I'm happy about. Listeners, you let us know, uh, Lord let Steven know, how it came out. Because I listened to part of it, and it was good. There was no breakups, but I didn't listen to all of it, so. Yeah. I, I just want to say it's raining out. It's very magical. There's a cat sitting here, and I want to say to all the listeners that we really... that. I, I appreciate, as being a guest, Stephen, you, you're now running this podcast. I want to say I appreciate all the listeners. Thank you so much. Our, our queer community is just so vital and so amazing right now, and I just love and appreciate us. That's all. Oh, that's so lovely, Andre. And um, as I am running this podcast, I am, again, I always welcome emails and things like that and you can always contact me personally y'all know how to find me what's the email address remind me oh yeah beyond trans without the e just b and then y-o-n-d and then trans at (laughs) gmail.com but anyway so today's topic is actually very important it's something i think we need to talk about because It's been affecting me, and I'm sure it affects a lot of other trans people, especially around summertime. But, um, it's about overcompensating. And or trying too hard. And you see, I am someone who does that a lot, all the time. Especially at work, because I work in a warehouse environment where it's a lot of hard labor. So, you know, I want to do as much as all the other guys, if not more, to, you know, prove my merit, because I am a short, angry man. But, it's, it's just that feeling of needing so much to fit in and or prove that you are one of the guys or one of the girls that you kind of force yourself to do a lot of stuff you might not normally do, or you know, you overwork yourself, or, you know, you might even lie to yourself, or lie to other people, just to seem more normal. 
I mean, I've had to say that the binder under my shirt is a back brace before. I do have scoliosis, and I mean, it does help my back, actually. My binder has helped my posture. Um, wearing it for a couple of years now, it's honestly fixed a lot of my posture problems. Like, I sit up straight now, and my shoulders don't droop forward, so, you know, it feels good to wear. But, you know, it's not for my back. That's not its main purpose. Andre? Um, gosh, you know, I'll just say for the listeners that when Steven started sharing about this before the podcast, I was like, oh my God, that's, thank you so much because I'm just like flattened by that topic because gosh, my whole life I, I feel like I've attempted to overcompensate because I felt inadequate because I wasn't quote-unquote normal, you know, and um, I think that, you know, what we think is so personal to us, when somebody shares it and we realize it's not just us, it's like, oh my God, you know, it's not just me, thank God, you know, so I'm just so grateful that he shared it because, you know, now as we're talking about it, I'm just going to feel it for a moment that you know, why do I overcompensate? Like, what is that about for me? And, um, you know, I think another question to ask ourselves is, if I didn't overcompensate, like, what do I think would happen? You know, and I think for me, I think I would feel like I was a failure. I would... If I wasn't busy overcompensating, like, what would I do, you know? And I think I would feel those feelings that maybe I didn't want to feel. All that sense of inadequacy might, might come up. Um, you know, the vulnerability of not being good enough, that feeling, which isn't true, you know, but really can run me because I think it's true. So, does that make sense, Stephen? Yeah, especially the vulnerability part, like, if I'm at work, um, again, I put it into more of a physical sense rather than an emotional sense, but if I'm at work and I'm in pain or I need to stop to take a rest, I will refuse and I won't let my other co-workers take over my position and I'll essentially work myself harder than I need to because I have this fear of being seen as weaker than the other guys, even if I'm the only guy back there that day. Mm. It's just this need to be the man in the situation. And I feel like I need... I feel like you just need to have more self-validation that, you know, you are as you are, and you need to just be confident about yourself and your identity, I mean... I try to be. It's just extremely difficult. Yeah, that's brilliant. Like, validate you are that you are. I mean, like, what would... I want to explore that, because what would that look like, you know, for me, for you, for the listeners? If we just simply validate that we are who we are, like, what What the, what the hell would we do? You know, it's a great question. See, and it's, it's just like with my, um, my current partner, she's... She's also a trans girl, and she, um, complains, you know, about her body hair and such, but 
every day at work, I see, you know, different customers come in, and females with body and facial hair, and I think to myself, she wouldn't try to overcompensate so much with her femininity if she could notice these other people who don't have to overcompensate or don't necessarily think they need to or feel the need to. Say more about that. Well, there's this thing when you're already within that culture of being cishet where you're confident in your identity, but a lot of trans people aren't confident in their identity or their appearance, and therefore that's when this need to overcompensate in order to fit in to one of the categories or be seen or welcomed in by one of the categories. Just like I want to be seen as one of the guys, she wants to be seen as one of the girls. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I think cis and het-normative people, they don't necessarily realize or understand or have the same feelings towards trans people that they do the cis-het population. And therefore, Mm -hmm. us overcompensating is us trying to fit in and maybe gain protection from this human group because as humans we want to find you know safe places and we want to be able to fit in with certain groups and ideologies that we identify with yeah therefore trans girls they want to fit in with the other girls and dudes we want to fit in with the other dudes right and it's like well what does it take to let go of that need and desire and be so comfortable in our own expression in our own um fashion if you will it really where we go you know what i don't give a fuck what other people are doing this is who i am and man this is my fashion this is what i love yeah it really does honestly it all boils down to confidence and i think slowly trying to break your own barriers Mm -hmm. like um I used to never wear shorts. I think I didn't start wearing shorts until high school. Yeah. But, um, I started just wearing gym shorts because I, like, it's little by little, it's just breaking down these barriers of not caring because, you know, it's, it's such a process. It's, um, Mm -hmm. it's about building confidence over time. It takes a lot of time. To kind of get past these kind of norms and ideals that you may have for yourself. And it takes a lot of soul searching and figuring out what's best for yourself. And not necessarily what might fit best if you were to be in a certain group. Yes. I think part of that is the willingness to be rejected by others. uh, And choosing instead... Like, what I love. Like, what is my... I am no stranger to rejection. Yeah. And I I totally believe in the saying, like, the worst anyone can do to you is say no. Mm. I remember, like, the first experience I had around that being, being reversed and feeling safe was I was at a Lady Gaga concert and I was younger. And she said, uh, the freaks are outside, and I locked the doors. <laughs> you know, and so she took it and she flipped it. And so she said, 
you know, like basically we're not the freaks. The freaks are outside and guess what? I locked the doors and I felt so safe. Like, God, I can just be me, you know? And I think if we take that and somehow put it over our lives and our everyday experience where, you know, they're the freaks, we're not the freaks. And, you know, what, how do I want to, how do I want to express myself and, you know, have the courage to do that? Yeah, there's honestly, there's a lot of different ways in life that we overcompensate. And it's not even just in our self-expression or our everyday actions. And sometimes it can be like that overcompensation deep down inside. Like, I don't even wear t-shirts. Like, my t-shirts are housewear only. And I have a, actually... One side of my closet is entirely dedicated currently to jackets. I live in Florida, so this isn't exactly a great thing for me. Um, yeah. Can you say more about that for any newcomers in the trans community? Like, why why is it that t-shirts aren't the everyday out norm for you? Oh, um, In case it's not obvious. Well, you see, I bind... I'm not going to say I don't bind well. I bind really well. I wear a binder, obviously, because I'm a trans man, and, you know, I didn't have time. I'm not one of the lucky ones who was born with a naturally small chest. I have a very large chest, mm -hmm. and which annoys me to no end, because my sister, who has two kids, has A-cups, and has had A-cups, like since she first started puberty up until now. Mm -hmm. And basically, I am too large to use tape and other types of methods to bind, and because of the largeness, I worry that my binding doesn't look good when I wear t-shirts. And other things, mm. and I also don't like my binder to be visible whatsoever, so mm -hmm. usually mm -hmm. I just throw a jacket on because jackets are big and thick and I don't have to worry about it. Mm -hmm. But no, really I shouldn't be so like uber concerned with it in the first place. Well, I, I think, you know, your concerns are valid, certainly, right? Well, yeah, to an extent, but who even who if, likes to get bullied? Who likes to get yeah. looked at? Who likes to get you know? It's like you know. It's valid to an extent, but I need to learn to have some amount of confidence in what I'm doing. Like I went out in a T-shirt for the first time because it's summer um, the other day, and you know I was like nervous the whole time. I was How like, was it for you? Well. It was good. I felt very free because I was with friends and they were, and you know, they might be straight friends, but they're very good friends. Yeah. And, you know, they don't know anything, but um, it was just nice to have someone who doesn't see me in a t-shirt say so when, that I looked nice in a t-shirt. Just so all of us are clear, and the listeners, when you say they don't know anything, you mean they don't know what? Um, They don't know I'm trans. Wow, fantastic. So... You know, that's the first time they ever, like, saw me, like, in a t-shirt and not a jacket, and it was, you know... Wow. 
Good for you. Yeah. That's really big. It it was it was big and it was um it was just weird because I I don't know, it's just been a long time since I've like just gone out in just a t shirt, you know? Mm-hmm. And just kinda hung out that way without getting like super like I was self conscious most of the time and I was like constantly kind of adjusting, but mm-hmm. you know, it's just one of those things that you can't help all the time because that's just my body, and I'll have it fixed at some point, but mm. right now I gotta deal with it as it is. Mm-hmm. So. But I it's did like, it. I, I did I, it. I, you did, and you know, to me, that's an act of self-love. Yeah. It's like, if, like, something us listeners can consider, you know, that Stephen did is like, um... <clears throat> If I was loving with myself, how would I want to, uh, like, show up in the world? Like, a, for example, a definition that I got of courage is the spirit of courage is the willingness to be seen out in the world as we see ourselves. <laughs> you know, That's so Stephen, right, he's like, dude, I want to wear a t-shirt and I, this is how I feel. This is how I look. And I'm. I want to show up in the world how I see myself, and you did it. See, yeah, it's right? very much. It's it's very much that. And that takes courage. It and does. People think courage is like carrying a four foot sword and slaying dragons. No. but that's it, dude. You fucking wore a t shirt out in the world as yourself, you know. And so all of us need to give us some fucking props for what we do. That takes courage. That, you know, isn't acknowledged in the world as courage. Go ahead. Yeah, honestly, just, and it it might seem like a small thing, but to me, it's like a big thing, because it's just, yeah. like, it doesn't matter how flat I am, I'm always going to be worried for some reason mm. for being seen as having a large chest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's just something that happens, and yesterday I even, you know, I even kind of like went on and tried on some clothes at the mall with my oh, friends, wow. and it was nice, and, wow. you know, I looked at shirts, and I was like, oh, and I actually had an okay time, like, I wasn't, like, dying inside the whole time, and I thought, you know what, I don't look too bad, it's all good, and I think it's just a matter of, you know, being able to take that initial plunge and do something that you don't normally do mm-hmm. to see how you feel. I have a question for you on that. That's a great point. Uh, we had a, a, a listener text in, and she said, um, boy, I've been going through a lot. And I was like, okay, let's talk. And then I got a text from her later, and she said, I can't talk. I still have too much dysphoria around my voice. And, you know, that's a common topic in our trans and non-binary community. So, um You know, gosh, how do we, you know, what do you do with that? Well, I would say... Uh, here, here's my, I, I'm saying, Stephen, oh, like, yeah. how was it How was it for you before you started to transition and your voice started to change? Like, how did you deal with that dysphoria? Or was it like that for you? Well, the way I dealt with my dysphoria was just by not talking. I didn't talk. I didn't 
like, even if I was, like, playing video games and stuff online competitively or anything, I didn't talk. I never spoke. Um, I didn't like talking to people. Uh, I basically didn't like anything about myself or my voice, and I kind of just hid in giant pants and hoodies up until I am as I am now, so. Yeah. Do you have any... Uh, suggestions for those who might be in a similar situation? Oh, I have plenty Looking of back, suggestions. Like, what would you say to yourself now? My suggestions now are voice training is a thing, being yeah. aware of how you're presenting yourself and those around you, because it is a matter of safety, and it's a matter of, you know, presenting as you want to present. So... Just being aware of how you're talking, like with me, I, I would try to, um, if I did speak, it was with my chest, because a lot of the time, if you speak with your chest, it comes out lower, Okay. rather than if you're speaking from your throat, because a lot of the time, um, that reverberation and vibration that deepens the voice comes from the chest, but most of the time, if you don't you know, have thickened vocal cords by adulthood, you're speaking from your throat, and it makes your voice sound a lot lighter, and, you know, it's just kind of finding workarounds and tactics that work for you, and, you know, I mean, my throat's already shot, so it's not like my voice was ever gonna get much deeper than this, but this is good enough for me, and I'm happy with it now. Okay. But... I would just say, when you're trying to find yourself like that, and you're super dysphoric, and you don't know what you're doing, the best thing to do is find what has worked for other people, and kind of try your own, a mixture of things that work for you, and things that work for other people. Try new things constantly. You can't always stick to the same thing, or else you're going to be stuck in a loop. But, um, oh, also, it has been 22 minutes. Um, okay. Yes. Do you want me to do the quick? Yeah, you, yeah. Basically, we're going to do kind of an improv questionnaire thing Andre wanted to do at the end. We are. We're going to have fun. We're going to do a little questionnaire with Steven so the listeners can get to know Steven a little bit better. Oh, Lord. This is, um, it's simply 10 questions. It's fun. Okay. Just answer the first thing that comes to mind. All right. Whatever you answer is perfect. This is, this is, um, Questions from one of my favorite shows that I used to watch called Inside the Actor's Studio. There are ten questions from a French series uh, hosted by Bernard Prevost. They're better known as the questions that James Lipton asks every guest at the end of the Inside the Actor's Studio show. Listeners, we invite you to answer them for yourself and have fun with your friends. You'll be amazed at how much they reveal about a person's thoughts, feelings, and beliefs. Stephen, are you ready? Uh, go ahead. Stephen, what is your favorite word? Bush. <laughs> it's a good word. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, what is your least favorite word? Asinine. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Lizards. <laughs> what turns you off? 
Like really mm. in life, what turns you off? Oh man, let's see. Turn it. I actually have to think on this one. Um, hmm. Where you're like, man, that sucks, or whatever. What turns you off? Miscommunication. Steven, what is your favorite curse word? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what sound or noise do you love? Um, sound or noise I love. The rain, which is what's going on right now. <laughs> what sound or noise do you hate? Hmm. I hate the sound when it's early in the morning and the dog won't stop following me around and I hear her like claws clicking and I'm just like, stop, you're going to wake everybody up. That's the one sound I hate. <laughs> okay. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Hmm. You know, if I wasn't dedicated to doing veterinary medicine, I would definitely want to cook for a living. Okay. What profession would you not like to do? I would hate being a doctor. Like an actual human doctor, that would suck. <laughs> <Okay>. <clears throat> Steven, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? You better fucking apologize. <laughs> That bitch. <laughs> okay. That's the end of our questionnaire. Oh, that was lovely. That was interesting. <laughs> that was. I'd like to say, before you cut it off, just thank you, Stephen, for the topic. Uh, it leaves really something for all of us. I think it's more than just this, you know, 26-minute conversation. All of us can look in our lives. It's a continued contemplation of... You know, overcompensating. It's really huge. Thank you for that. You're welcome. And I just, I didn't want to make this podcast, like, too, too long. I think half an hour is about good just because the recent release was so huge. And, like, I know people are probably still tr maybe, like, trudging through that one. <laughs> An hour of podcast. <laughs> so, anyway. Thanks, y'all, for listening. I hope this has been a good one. And, uh... Yeah, bye, and uh, I'll see y'all again in about another week or two when I upload again. <laughs> what's, what's that email address? The email address? Oh, yeah. Beyondtrans at gmail.com. B-Y-O-N-D at gmail. Oh, <laughs> trans at gmail.com. Yeah. Anyway, bye-bye.